0: On a day in June, 1932, I saw a dusty automobile truck roll slowly past my house. I saw the unshaven, tired faces of men who were riding in it standing up. A few were seated at the rear with their legs dangling over the lower tailboard. On the side of the truck was an expanse of white cloth, on which, crudely lettered in black, was a legend. Bonus Army. Evelyn Walsh McLean Father Struck It Rich, 1936. Throughout its history, the United States, like most other countries, has faced the challenge of how to properly reward those who have risked and often given their lives to defend it. Should they be treated as professionals who are just doing a job? What about those who were drafted, many of whom fought against their own will or at least preference? Could anyone really pay them for giving up years of their lives for others? If so, how much was enough to pay a man who had left a comfortable home to live in mud and near starvation? As tough as such questions are in the 21st century age of the professional army, they were much more complex in the past. While most people agreed that soldiers should be paid, the question of how much arose and plagued the nation as far back as 1783, two years after the end of the Revolutionary War. In that year, Hundreds of men who had fought the British marched into the then-capital city of Philadelphia to demand salaries they had been owed for months. Their leader during the war, George Washington, was himself a soldier and wanted to help them but was constrained by a fledgling nation and a Congress that still had much to figure out about governing. At the same time, he was appalled by the mob tactics that were threatening his safety and those of elected officials." He and the members of Congress were retired from the city to nearby Princeton, New Jersey, to consider how to handle the situation. After several weeks of deliberations, they sent the newly organized United States Army back into the city to drive the marchers out. One of the main questions that fueled the fire of discontent was the issue of military bonuses, that is, extra pay for the difference between what a man earned as a soldier, while serving his country, and what he might otherwise have earned. This issue remained a bone of contention over the decades that followed and turned up again and again every time the United States went to war. Perhaps because the war lasted such a short time, the veterans of the Spanish-American War, fought over three months in the summer of 1898, did not receive any bonuses. However, this decision came back to haunt the nation decades later when World War I ended. The men who had sailed to Europe to defend American allies from German advances received $60 in the form of bonuses, leading to a public outcry against the government's stinginess. After all, these men were not even defending their own families and loved ones from attack, but were protecting foreign governments. Why, many wondered, should their loved ones suffer from wages lost on European shores? The unrest culminated in one of the most controversial protests of the 20th century, that organized by the Bonus Army in Washington, D.C. in the spring and summer of 1932. The Bonus Army consisted mostly of World War I veterans who were seeking to redeem bonus certificates from the World War Adjusted Compensation Act of 1924, which had stipulated that they could not be redeemed until 1945. Unfortunately, the economic plight had left so many of them struggling— that they were seeking the vitally necessary money right away. Tens of thousands of World War I veterans came to the Capitol with virtually nothing and erected makeshift camps, all waiting for a reward. Eventually, what they got was violence, meted out by one of America's most famous generals, Army Chief of Staff Douglas MacArthur. After the Bonus Army began camping out in Washington, D.C., ironically using supplies MacArthur himself had issued to them, Washington grew impatient with their demands, and politicians started calling for their forced expulsion. When police confronted the Bonus Army, shots were fired and several veterans were killed. After that, Hoover ordered MacArthur to use the military. Certainly, he imagined the Bonus Army as some kind of communist front, and certainly he came close to exceeding President Hoover's orders. Fortunately, however, casualties were light one fatality in contrast to half a dozen killed the day before by police. Nevertheless, the sight of soldiers marching on old veterans and inflicting violence upon them was a public relations fiasco, and MacArthur has long been criticized for the actions. In fact, MacArthur was so sensitive to the criticism that he later sued journalists who called his actions unwarranted, unnecessary, insubordinate, harsh, and brutal for defamation.